My name is Mark McGowan and you are listening to Inspire Radio. And you are about to meet Rebecca Bennett. She is from Fembers and she is a really remarkable young woman. She's done a great deal um, in her only very, looks like very short number of years. Mm. <laughs> but talking about her business, her mission is to help women working in male-dominated environments. She um, enables female business owners, employed professionals, contractors and repairers to list their services all under one roof so that you can feel safer and more at ease if you are somebody who wants to choose a female contractor, um, choosing any service from the directory whilst also helping women working in a male-dominated trade to actually stand out and be chosen. Obviously, they support male businesses as well. It's not like they're a bunch of feminists, um, but they do understand in the current climate that uh, they do work very hard to reassure that uh, uh, female clients feel that they have a safe working relationship with the person. Rebecca Bennett, welcome to Coffee with Cara. Hello, thank you. So nice to have you here. <laughs> and you were somebody who just stepped up so quickly on short notice and went, yeah, great, I'll come in. Yeah, it was a little bit of a slow progress for me at the start. But um, yeah, fully, um, I've recently resigned from my full-time job and I'm focusing on this full-time now. Excellent. Are you a bit nervous about it? It's it's so exciting, isn't it, when yes. you start a new business? <laughs> yeah, especially resigning um, I was in the mining industry, so I was on a very good wicket. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh it, my goodness, was, what am I doing? Yeah, and I resigned as well, like just as the pandemic, everyone had to isolate and everything. Oh, so, no. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a really a big decision. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so let's go a little bit backwards before we go forwards. I'm very keen to share with listeners some of your business journey. So, um, kick us off with some of your personal and business journey. Are you a Perth girl? Yep. Um, my parents moved to Rockingham when I was one years old. Okay, definitely so a Rocco girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born in. Probably one of the most, what I call, ghetto towns in Australia. So, Liverpool and New South Wales. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't hold that against you. You got to Rockingham early enough. <laughs> yeah, I um, I went back there when my mum turned 50. I paid for us both to fly over. I said, I really want to see where I was born. Yeah. And there's just graffiti everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it makes yeah. you really appreciate what we've got here in Rockingham. Yes, eh? it does. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so you moved here when you were one and yep. uh, did your schooling here, grew up, and then obviously followed a trade route. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, um, first off, I actually left school at the end of uh, year 10. Okay. I uh, was at Warnborough Community High. Go Warnborough. So, yeah. Shout out to Warnborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left there to go do like small business studies and stuff like that at the local TAFE, mm -hmm. as well as I continued on doing maths and English for like basically my year 11 and 12 studies at Beautiful. TAFE. So yeah, yeah. And that yeah. suited your learning style better. Yeah. yeah. Um, while I was there, I actually got um, approached by a real estate to come and do a traineeship working for them. So okay. um, some people may have heard of GPS Realty. Oh, yes. So I did a traineeship there and then I ended up jumping over to the glazing industry. And I'm not even going to ask how those two <laughs> things are connected. And then into mining. <laughs> so, yeah, everything has been completely different and... I wanted 
that differentiality yeah. for my business studies as well. So working for a small company and then working for a rather large company. So I was working for Rio Tinto, Brilliant. which was one of the largest com- yeah. worldwide national yeah. companies you could work for. So fantastic eight years so um, you've you've yeah. started off on this journey thinking oh just go and you know get a I'll do a VET pathway get a cert two or three in something maybe I'll do business admin and you know whatever that develops you've gone into yeah. real estate and then at some point in time you were encouraged or you just decided I think glazier is the thing for me I'm going to go and get a trade being a glazier uh, I didn't do the trade I was doing just, office manager oh, okay sales, okay so, yeah so you were working in that area but and at so some point in time you did do a trade no no, no okay no. brilliant <laughs> no, so I've even done a lot of night studies so okay. when i was um, working in glazing in the as admin i did like accounting clerical and finance and database and brilliant all the other little business studies that i could get my hands on and Great. And were you meeting lots of female tradespeople at that time or not really? Not really, no. I was so surrounded by men. (laughs) (laughs) They must have loved it. Just so you know, listen, she's a pretty little thing. (laughs) (laughs) Through the glazing and the mining, completely surrounded by men. So that's why, like, for years I just wanted my own business and um, I studied photography. That was always my main passion. Passion was photography. Fantastic. So, um, but yeah, I decided, you know, I've been around male-dominated workplaces for so long, I wanted to get in there and help the women. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I'm for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> one for the girls. Yeah. Okay, so when you were doing FIFO, what did that look like for you? A lot of hours. Really? <laughs> 86-hour weeks. Wow. Um, day shift, night shift, and then a week home. So okay. I just worked on my business here and there when I was feeling inspired. Yes. And when I could fit it in. So yeah. It slowly and so working for Rio, lots of pressure, busy environment, big yes. environments, as you said. It's a multinational company. So, yep. um, But at the same time, there's something quite – makes you feel safe about working in an environment like that where yeah, everything is kind of structured. Of, yeah, it's so structured. It brings a lot of certainty and you get used to being on that wage. It's hard to come off it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And But what kept me up there so long was um, Rio Tinto ended up training me up to be one of their firefighters and medics. Wonderful. So okay. that took, I think, to get my Cert 4 in medic, uh, like healthcare ambulance, um, that took about four years. Fantastic. And then I stayed up there for another year and then um, the business was growing and growing and growing as well and trying to do that around that. So yeah. I just got to a point where enough was enough. I let that go. Let it like, go. We're going to hear more about it. We're just <laughs> going to take a short break. I'm really enjoying her journey so far. You are listening to Rebecca Bennett on Coffee with Caro. For the community, Inspire Radio. Rebecca, you were just telling us a little bit about your journey and what you'd been doing. Um, talk to me about that initial seed. How did that seed get planted for you to think, oh, I might just start my own business? Uh, there was a lot of things that was happening in my life all at the same time. Okay. So it's sort of, I'd never really thought of it having a directory business before all that sort of happened. So I was off. Um, there was an incident at work and I was off 
um, for two months on stress sleep. Okay. And during that time, a friend of mine was going through a lot of trouble and uh, she was interrupting herself at home. So something else happened in her workplace. So I don't really want to go into either of those too much. And um, I ended up reading a book, I think it's by um, The Red Shark, Naomi... Simpson? Nicole Simpson? Yeah. Simpson, yeah, yeah. And it was about how she started up a um, her own business from home, the Red Balloon website, and she had two kids and yeah. she used all her family savings and everything to she start She started that business, business from the dining room table. Up, like, yeah. from that. And um, what I was, um, like, my friend who was entrapping herself at home, I ended up asking the guys at work, like, do you know... Um, anybody that comes to your house and does a little self-defence class. Yes. uh, One-on-one to help build someone's confidence to step outside their home again. Yes. Because she wouldn't let anyone come into her house except for her close friends like myself and a couple of other people. Um, But to get her to have the confidence to go outside, she didn't want to go outside unless she had someone with her. She wouldn't even go to the cinemas. Right. Because she was worried someone was yeah. going to come up and so grab something her had happened to, in the dark. Yeah, to trigger that. Yeah, and, and I was like, she wasn't living a very good life at yeah. all. And so, yeah, I was like, where where's a network that she can go to? To find to somebody. To find another woman or another lady for support or diff- all different businesses and yeah. stuff like that to try and help another lady. Yeah, for but, her to manage what's going on in her life and be specific to having – actually have a female supporter through that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So a place as well where you didn't have to pay for a membership to have to see these other services and stuff like that. Yeah. So and then So that uh, that, that was a seed. Yeah. Yeah, it was a seed. And then reading that book at the same time because I was reading a lot of books because I was working away, I couldn't really sign up to do any like courses or anything yes. like that. And I was looking for a way to get out of mining myself. Yeah. So, yeah, just everything sort of come together. Fantastic. And I just came up with this idea and um, I think I forgot about it for a couple of months and then I was reading another book, I think Michelle Bridges or something yeah, like yeah. that. And, um, yeah, it just all came together and I next minute I'm on Gumtree placing an ad for a web developer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was up, way up, up north. Yeah, so. how wonderful. And yeah. and that's what it is, isn't it? When you do start a small business, it's really just about having a seed. Something happens and generally the best businesses come from um, where you identify a need and yes. then you create something to fulfill that need and that's exactly what you did you saw the circumstance that your friend was in I thought I need to solve this let's yeah. and it's not only my friend it's a whole lot of people who might feel comfortable only working with the same gender services and uh, and then created this uh, this amazing business so you started off with um, the website which I might add congratulations it's a beautiful website Thank you. looks so good I've had a couple of different versions of it made that's why I was such a slow progress because I'm like no it's not it's not how I want I found another web developer so the ladies who I found a lady this time and she's helped create it so much bigger than what it used to be. So, so we, do you think maybe it's um, the fact that it's that woman's touch? It's not. It's obviously not just in the putting a bit of pink on the page. It could be. 
<laughs> I said, I don't want a two pink. I don't want to look like it was created by Barbie. Like, <laughs> but it is a little bit Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is, a, there is bits of pink, but yeah, yeah. a lot of black too. <laughs> no, it's lovely. And the name, the name, uh, Fembers. Fembers, I made that up myself. So it's just female plus business and I put the two words together. So. Beautiful, beautiful. Yep. <laughs> I'm really loving it. A, yeah. lot of, a lot of people have trouble pronouncing it when they first see it. Cause well, because <laughs> I think they need to say fembuis, yeah. but they don't have to say fembuis. say it with a silent Yeah, you. so for spelling, if you are wanting to um, follow along this conversation, uh, it's F-E-M-B-U-I-Z. And the business is called Fembiz Directory. So talk us through the actual listing. Uh, what What is the process? How does somebody go about getting into the directory? And who who is the client? Like who are the main people who would use it? Um, yeah, so we're for for the niche. I'm trying to stick to female business owners or workers and stuff like that. But that doesn't it doesn't exclude guys who own a business either. So, but we're trying to help promote the women in the workforce. Mm, so, mm. therefore, I'm going to use Toyota Waste as an example. If they've got a female car sales rep or um, yeah, or service. A service a person, person who yeah, yeah, mechanic. Cars in with mm-hmm. the service, and you've got a female there, and you think she's absolutely great. She's really good with women. List her on there, on on there. So yeah. all you have to do is go to the website f e m b u i z dot com dot au, and there's a little tab up the top, and you can list your business. So you've got three different uh, membership levels, mm-hmm. and it's a once-off fee. So the higher the membership, the more photos and links you can put on to your own website or social media handles and um, a description and photos and you can even upload documents for people to download at home. Fantastic. And let me tell you people that um, it is not hugely expensive. You can start at $10. You can literally (laughs) start at $10. It is so cool. So um, to have a full 365 days coverage, you can get yourself a mini listing for only $10. And for the gold package, which creates absolutely everything that you want, all the links to your socials, the business description, up to 3,000 characters, which will be me because I'm a bit too wordy. You know, (laughs) I never know how to – I hate it when I'm limited by characters. (laughs) But they also have a private Facebook group to give you that support, that additional support yes. and, and interactivity, obviously, with other business owners. Yeah, and they can get um, guest blog as well and be featured on the homepage for a week and then be in the um, history of the guest blogs for 12 months. Lovely. And for that, it's only $149. For the gold, yeah. For the for the gold. And this is brilliant because if you're looking at that over a 12-month period, mate, you've just uh, saved yourself a fortune. That's a lifetime membership. So oh, you don't seriously? Have to pay that so that's again. not even – ah, well, there yep. you go. It's just the first $10 one. It's a 12-month, but the silver and the gold oh, are all lifetime. lifetime. Brilliant. Yep. And the silver – Runs at a mere fifty nine dollars, so um, and that's a lifetime membership. Yeah. So very, very affordable, yeah, which so I love. I've wanted to keep that cheap to help inspire and help promote those little startup businesses where they might not like the women working from home and that they might not have a lot of money to first advertise their business because they're not 
just not sure how their business is going to go. Exactly. It's such a nervous thing to step into. Yeah, exactly right. And, um, you know, whether you're at home um, doing a bit of casual sewing or whether you're a cupcake queen, you know, uh, I was speaking yesterday to a lady. I said to her, what is your business? She said, I'm a cupcake cupcake queen I said that's brilliant it's fantastic you know um or something that's slightly more developed um uh, last week I had a team of lady accountants in and there's uh, six people in the business already so it is it's really important to have an entry point that people can afford and as you say with the gold membership just being a lifetime um there's no ongoing fees it's obviously unbeatable value and then you submit that guest blog and then be featured as well which is great on the home on the home page so um did it snowball how how many people are in the directory did it just take off instantly was it a slow burn how's Uh, it gone it's been a bit of a hard progress because we jumped from we closed down one website and started another and during that transition we lost half the members they oh, just no, disappeared okay. out of the backup in the transition. So right. that was a huge hiccup, big learning curve there. Yeah, <laughs> and like, things happen. This yeah. is this is part of the journey of being a small business owner, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we've got about a hundred or over a hundred listed in there at the moment perfect businesses, and that's all over Australia as well. So it's just not for Rockingham or Perth. This is all across Australia. So. That's brilliant. And people can put in their um, postal code and find um, yes. services within their own area? Yeah. Brilliant, yep. brilliant. So it took a little while to start building that, you know, yeah. getting those I felt numbers like I really up. had to rebuild once I did the new website. And yeah. Yeah, um, while the website was getting rebuilt because that took some time, I focused on the Facebook groups mm-hmm. and did some uh, got some social media coaching, business coaching and everything at the same time. Fantastic. So. Shout out to a local female business owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've got a Facebook group called Women in Business and Dash Australia. Okay. And I've got a subgroup for Perth as well because that's where I'm based. So Brilliant, brilliant. So um, we're coming to you actually from Rockingham but live right across Australia. And uh, you tuned into Coffee with Caro. My name's Mark McGowan and you are listening to Inspire Radio. we were on (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I actually switched those mics off so um, you were very lucky you were getting a double dose you were actually getting don't let me down uh, by the chain smokers as well as us jibbering and jabbering in the background (laughs) Um, you're on coffee with Caro there is uh, apparently not too much uh, more happening in the way of the weather today. We are headed for a maximum of 19 with um, showers and uh, it's still cloudy. 80% chance of showers a little bit later on as well, but less likely in the afternoon. Um, winds are west to southwesterly 25 to 35 knots, becoming southwesterly 15 to 20 kilometres an hour in the late afternoon, then becoming west to southwesterly and light in the evening. So if you want to get out into the water, just make sure that you do follow up and check. 
check. In terms of alerts, um, I've had a look at uh, our roads and the Quinana Freeway northbound at the KN1 South Perth. Um, be very careful at that off-ramp. Uh, the emergency stopping bay has been taken up with a vehicle parked in that bay. So uh, it's not causing congestion, but exercise extreme caution if you do need to pass. And uh, again, southbound at Anchortel Road in Wandi, there is a breakdown sitting right in the tollway lane. So the left emergency lane is blocked. So exercise extreme caution there as well. Other than that, looks like a pretty clear run for us in our local area. I hope that uh, your local area, wherever you are, is um, nice and sunny today and looking good. Because here in WA, down the southwest corridor, we have had um, the last 12 hours of a lot of rain but it's starting to clear up and it's hump day it's wednesday so we are really cool girls you can run free i won't hold it against you you do your thing never wanted a future fuck if i knew how to put Rebecca, uh, talk to me about the type of ladies who come and jump onto the FEMBERS directory. Have you got anybody particular in mind that you're thinking of whose uh, business we can showcase a little bit? Um, yeah, we've actually started showcasing a lot of women since I've stopped working away because I can actually focus on that a bit more now and yeah. encourage women to do that. So um, for July we had a focus on health. Um, okay. Health and wellness. So, um, I approached four businesses to, um, like, donate a guest blog to help the. I've got a different theme every month. I'm trying to Beautiful. concentrate on. Okay. So, um, with health being such a big thing, I started that. So, one that I connected with a lot recently is um, Lynn Fernie. Okay. Yes. So she's doing a bit of a coaching, coaching thing. Um, and she's like all about eating right for your hormones. Right, right. So, so somebody like of my age whose hormones are going just a little bit haywire, uh, Lynn Fernie <laughs> is the type of lady who makes sure that your nutrition is directly related to what your hormones are actually doing and in that way supports you with whatever it is your body needs at that time. Yeah, so she went, um, what? happened with her like like you're saying earlier something happens in your life and then sometimes you start a business from that or you want to help other people yeah. and stuff like that yeah. as well so she reached menopause early and uh, when I was reading hers because another reason why I left mining um, is because I've had a lot of pregnancy troubles okay so I've just reached 15 weeks pregnancy now. Oh, wow, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I've had a, um, a lot of um, miscarriages, as I get miscarriages and complications and all that over okay. the years. So I've just released a blog about myself and that information today. So Okay, um, well, thank you so much for sharing that because yeah. I know that there are a lot of listeners out there that will relate and um, certainly that 
that infertility journey is always challenging. Yeah. Um, I myself had Same. three miscarriages in, in the first seven years of marriage and then we had a baby <laughs> after seven years of trying and then uh, in the next seven years, uh, a few more. Um, so it, it, it's a challenging journey, but we're blessed. We've got three, three beautiful adult yep. young children now, so it's amazing. That's good. <laughs> well, good luck with the pregnancy. It's certainly, you Thank look you. like you're glowing. So. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, when she spoke about hormones, that yeah, really connected with me because I'm having to inject hormones twice a week at okay. the moment, which hasn't been nice. But also learning, like with my previous job, I found out that working night shift, because I did a week of night shift every third week for the past eight years, Yes. Um, really messes with your hormones and stuff like okay. that, which is stuff I didn't know. Yeah, well, who knows that? that? I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's one that's really connected with me recently. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anybody else? I know that uh, on your Facebook page uh, and with on the private group as well, these uh, businesses do get the opportunity to be showcased and to share what it is that they do. So that one's Lynn Fernie, and that's the name of her business. Uh, yeah, she's just going by her name mm. and yeah, she's doing a little course, Eat Right for Your Hormones. Yeah, so if you want to look her up, she's on Facebook, Eat Right for Your Hormones. Yep, yep, she's on the website. You can still see her blog and everything as well because um, we've got different blogging categories. So you can go to the health and wellness section on Fembers. section and yeah. find hers. Um, there's also one, a lady talking about um, Thriving after narcissism, and there's another lady talking about menopause and hormones and stuff like that. So it's not all business related. Yeah, you got we've got a lot of female businesses that are putting up tips. So um, over August we had some like ladies like Diana Todd. Um, I've watched her grow her business just grow and grow and grow. She's now employing a number of staff yeah. to help her with her business. She's even opened up a venue. Brilliant. Where, um, yeah, people can come and, you know, do networking events and stuff like yeah, that. So, yeah. yeah, that's really good. I, I love watching Is that the, the new coffee grow. shop um, that we're going off to tonight? I know there's a networking event tonight at a brand new no. coffee shop. No? No, okay. no. Um, Diana Todd, she, she rents out the space for workshops and venues, but she, that's up in Balcata. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Fantastic. So. Any others that come to mind or not? Um, it's, it, it is wonderful how these women have all been able to find a safe space where they can uh, showcase their businesses, but also more importantly, where they can speak to other women in business. And I think when you can support local women in Australia, when you buy locally and when you encourage people to come to you, from uh, from a professional point of view, you're not you're not just supporting somebody because they're the cousin of the, you know, the girl who did the whatever with you at college. Who, it it is just about focusing on saying, okay, I am making a conscious effort, and you have over two thousand followers um, on that Facebook page. So over two thousand people have made the conscious effort to say, I'm going to choose. Um, maybe I'm going to choose a female social or sporting group. Maybe I'm going to choose a, a female uh, contractor to come in and do a, ch- a yeah. task for me. And we got all, a lot of those trades in there as well, haven't we? Yes, yeah, we've got quite a broad range in there. So I've recently added. Um, even spiritual healing. So if you've got someone who, or you know someone who does tarot reading or something like that, you can list on there because I know a lot of women love 
all their tarot reading and spiritual they do indeed but having said that you also have financial experts which is a little more down my alleyway (laughs) yeah we've had a few people like um, sarah raymond who um who's a financial expert um she makes sure that you run your business and don't let your business run you which is really really important and i had a um insurance broker she was the last person who signed up bianca moffett Welcome, um, Bianca. Great to see you on <laughs> Fembers in the yes. directory. That's so brilliant. She's um, offering insurance claims assistance services because uh, if you're not quite sure what to do, she can help you. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, one area we're looking at reaching out into next is trying to get more women's sporting clubs and that listed in there. So if there's a lady out there who wants to see if they've got any sporting club or something like that, they can join, they can look on there and see all the different women's sporting groups. And that makes perfect sense because how often don't you move into a new town and you think, well, I've always played netball, you know, I want to go and find myself a netball team or these days everything from cricket to netball to, you know, ladies AFL, there's ladies rugby teams. So um, specifically some women might be looking to connect. Um, I was recently connected with a group uh, which I I was really – to be honest, I was really quite surprised about it because it was called the Camping Queens and um, it's a ladies-only camping and caravanning group. Oh, nice. And so on on a day when I want to go away for a weekend and just camp with other women and network and talk nonsense and sit around the fire and drink wine, um, I can go off with a group of like-minded um, women, you know. Yeah. And my husband is um, great at wanting to go camping, but his shift roster doesn't always allow him to be available when I might want to go. So um, on those occasions when I just want to head off maybe with my daughters, yeah, great opportunity. That's a great thing with our um, list, like becoming a member and listing your business is that the URLs for the social medias, you can link your group up there as well. So ah. some businesses mainly run off like a Facebook group or something yes. um, where they can connect and talk to other people. So you can put that URL into your business listing so people can click straight through to straight your group through. and um, follow and join. And join. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. So um, for any women out there who are podcasting like me, if you are um, – wanting to put your podcast up onto the Fembers directory, um, do so because it's all about women in business, but it's also all about women who are putting themselves out there and um, promoting things amongst other women. Now, uh, I had a very controversial chap on last, uh, last month during July, no, during August, and he told me that there's no such thing as a glass ceiling anymore. What do you think? What are your thoughts? He just got me fired up. The minute I was, it was like a red flag. I was like, what do you mean there's no glass ceiling? Of course, women are still being held back. We're being paid less, that's for sure. 38% less than men in the workforce. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I found out because like, my partner was working for Rio as well. He's only just started a contract and he's starting on straight away what I ended on working after eight years. Not fair. <laughs> I know, right? So <laughs> not right. <laughs> I was like so upset. <laughs> okay. So it's not it's not just the, the the inequity in in wages, but there's that gender inequity as well. Um yeah, as I said, uh 
was really, really honestly wonderful to speak to Chris Outen from the Quinana Industries Council on Monday. I had him on Coffee with Cara and Chris was sharing with me how they are pushing, pushing, pushing for women in uh, in factories now that we're looking to get more women into trades and into heavy industrial environments so yeah. lots of strong pathways happening for women last i've seen the statistics in the mining industry only 15 percent were women yeah there's, so don't tell me surprised. there's no gender inequity in mining yeah. there is <laughs> i remember being one of the only females in the psi out of about 40 people at one stage and are I you thought, serious I would yeah i get so excited when another lady came to <laughs> Hello, come and be my friend <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> yes this is the thing isn't it and yet there are some environments where um there's an abundance of women and then i'm just like where are the guys in this industry? You know, um, I'm talking specifically about teaching and uh, especially in the early years, just no early years um, males enter, entering into the early years teaching environment. Yes, I was just talking about this to someone the other day. Like there is some industries where it's the opposite spectrum where males are t- walking into the female-dominated industries and they were saying that at their primary school where they worked at, there was maybe one male teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and that yeah. to me is also completely wrong. That to me, yes. you know, especially in a learning environment, um, I don't want the one male on the staff to be the PE teacher, you know, because it's phys ed. I mean, that is so yep. 1980s, you know, we just don't, we've moved past that. Um, so as, as well as obviously cr- creating nice diversity and having a nice eclectic group of people, um, regardless of what their pronouns are, we want uh, these working environments to be conducive to um, that nice diversity that creates learning because then uh, you know people are exposed to all different genders and that's uh, where the learning comes from especially young children having strong male role models um, you see it more in uh, at high school level a lot more males entering into the workforce as, yeah, far, as I teachers remember having a lot more male high school teachers and yeah. what I did primary school and Warnborough um, is good anyway, you know, with that. Um, my kids all went to um, Colby Catholic College and there's a lot of men on the staff, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely great because uh, my daughter's just loved having male teachers and being able to go and um, share things with male teachers that um, you wouldn't always say to a female teacher, funnily enough. Yeah. So, one, yes, that's one, one of area. my favourite teachers was a male teacher and he was a social studies teacher in high school. And I think this was like grade eight when we first started because that's when we started so high cute. school back yes, then. It's yes. changed now. But um, he, we, one of our subjects was surfing and he took us all to the beach. We I love all this had to teacher. Walk. We walked to the beach <laughs> and the whole class went and we just went swimming Surfing for the day and, yeah. and he was teaching us about rips and all that sort of stuff because he was a surfer. Yeah, so he must have and had a bronze medallion to be able to take you all out and get you all. Most likely, yeah. but that was, that was one of the most exciting classes I remember doing. Fantastic. <laughs> I love the beach. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, more and more we are seeing women as CEOs, more and more we are seeing women as directors and I see also that there's a very big push by people like Alicia Curtis from uh, Curtin University who is pushing to get women onto boards because um, more and more 
more women sitting on boards again brings that gender equity that's the first thing but not only that it also allows businesses to perform better when they are looking at the entire business from a female perspective as well and it's not that females are maternal they just bring a different skill set so um, that's really interesting too Wonderful. Well, um, we're going to take a break. You are listening to Rebecca Bennett from Fembers Directory. And uh, we're having some good chats here about women in business and uh, women in trades. My name's Mark McGowan and you are listening to Inspire Radio. So when we think of the construction industry, we generally think of burly men in high-vis yellow and blue tops with blue slacks. We certainly don't think of women. That's changing, however, with more and more women joining the construction industry. But a study at UNSW has found that women only account for 17% of the workforce. How many ladies have you got? That was a direct quote from uh, your your website, Women in Construction Industry. How's it going? Are the girls um, managing to, you know, cross this barrier? What, what sort of barriers are they facing to entering the construction industry? Uh, a lot of anxiety, I think. Like really, going okay. Going into male-dominated trades it can be really, really scary. Really <laughs> confronting. So is it? Is it? Am I going to be strong enough? Am I going to be smart enough? Am I going to come across stupid? You know, there's a yes, lot of yes. that that they face. Like okay, and um, sexual harassment can be a big thing as well. Is it? Yeah, that's unfortunate. All right, so we're looking at um, the. I want to say. Um, I thought that it was the environment that would be a bigger problem, that the actual environment would be a problem, that they'd be afraid of not being able to lift things or move yeah. things. worried they're not strong enough. Worried that they're actually yeah. physically not strong enough to cope. But you're telling me that it actually starts at home, that it's actually there's a mental block to it as well. Um, she's actually not feeling secure enough. She's experiencing anxiety before she even leaves home. Yeah, before, like, you, you just want to go into that role so much and do that, but it's like getting over your own fears and stuff like that is what you got to take control of first before yeah. you go into something yeah. like that. Understood, understood. So a lot of different challenges that are being faced, and um, at that time we find that uh, women are, yeah, probably our own worst enemies. I, w- I would suggest that we are our own worst enemies, that we find ourselves um, talking ourselves right out of something before actually even trying it. Yeah, well, if you don't at least try, you fail at default, don't you? Exactly. <laughs> right. exactly fail right. by default, yeah. <laughs> fail so. by default because I didn't even try. Yeah, at least yeah. try. Give it a go. Don't be scared. Like, just do it. Like You uh, heard it here it on Inspire Radio. Step into mining. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting yourself up there and uh, putting yourself out yeah, there. Not only that, but flying out to such a rural area. like I want to hear all the details. We're, we'll like be, <laughs> we're going to be back right after this. <laughs> but it's not strictly true. 
I'm here and Rebecca and I are just having a natter, as you do when one or more are gathered in the name of feminism. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, but yes, we're having a good chat um, and I was interested to know that um, women who are going up north are facing like severe challenges in terms of just having to do the whole fly out thing and the early mornings and the long hours. Tell us about your part of that journey. Uh, well, for me, I just never got used to getting up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, I'm on to, you know, up at three in the morning, yeah. on site by four. There's some people that were getting up at three in the morning to go to the gym before work. And I don't know really how they do it. I tried. It's <laughs> not you. People come and bang on my door. Come back. You're coming to the gym. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah, ridiculous. I don't know how they do it. Okay, but you would fly out from Perth Airport? Yes. Yep, and that's you in your high-vis boots Yep. looking like any one of the other tradies? Yes. Yeah, and comfortable? Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And where were you flying up to? Um, To West Angeles, so it's one of Rio Tinto's airports. Okay, so tell us about the camp. The camp, um, our camp was a thousand-man camp. So obviously our teams were divided up into a number of teams so everyone's not on site at the same time. Right, right. And um, yeah, you've got your dry mess, your wet mess. Our camp was actually really, really nice. Like We had a lot of compliments. We had quite sized, nice rooms. It was Beautiful. one of the newish camps. Yeah. So um, yeah, swimming pool. They spent, when I first started there, they just shut down the small gym and built a whole new big one that was like $140,000 they spent on this gym. Wow. Um, Yeah, they had squash courts, um, indoor golf simulators. Like a bloody holiday camp. But (laughs) the thing is like they have all this stuff to try and make it nice and get people up there. But Mm. when you're doing a 12 and a half hour shift. You don't have the energy to use all that (laughs) stuff. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So you might use it for a little while and just. When the novelty the time, wears off, I suppose, pretty quick. You just want to catch up on sleep because if you don't sleep well for a couple of days in a row, you're just stuffed for the rest of the swing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the main thing they focus on there, on there I will focus on up there is fatigue because okay. especially operating such heavy machinery, the slightest mistake, you could kill someone. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. So you want to be very cautious. But it, it also is about um, mental health and maintaining people's mental health and well-being while they are up there. That so we is, have incredibly yeah. high suicide rates um, from our FIFO um, mining and resources sector across the board. Um, it's it a scary a thought. It's a struggle. There's a lot of guys up there also. I see they feel very trapped. You know, mm. they're trying to support their partners and their children and all that back home and I literally because I did um depression coaching and stuff like that um Mm. you know recognize depression in people I literally some of the things I would hear from Mm. guys like my brother was working FIFO as well and he was on um that flight where someone put a cable tie around his neck because he didn't want to go home he was trying to stop he was trying to suffocate himself yeah and one of my last incidences I had to go to just before I left a guy at camp, he'd just moved over from New Zealand, had to leave his whole family behind. 
um, back in New Zealand and he overdosed on antidepressants in his room. So oh, we had no, to, how yeah, unfortunate. There's, you see so much and you don't hear a lot yeah. of it as well. Like There's yeah. a lot going on up there that people don't know. Yeah. And in these instances, it is really about mental health. It's about the pressure. It's not about the work so much as the living in isolation away from family and friends and then the pressure of being that breadwinner. You've mentioned it a, a number of times, the, the good income, the high income, and maintaining that high income. With that comes the lifestyle that, um, you know, that that sort of buys all sorts of toys and all sorts of expectations. So yeah. You might, uh, you might enter into, you might find people who are doing this kind of work enter into financial agreements for motor vehicles or they purchase homes or choose to build their own home um, where that keeps them trapped in that particular yeah, earning. Yeah, feel trapped. And when, yeah. when you start to feel like that, like at the end of the day, you just can't go around to a mate's place or a family member's place to see how they're going and have a beer with them or anything like yeah. that. You you can walk to the edge of the camp and you're looking at a set of hills. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And you don't yes. exactly want to tell everyone you're working with what you're going through yeah. in your private life. There's, you know, as guys do, they like to take, keep a lot of that private. Yeah. yeah. And um, talk to me about other women who you worked with up there. So were there a lot of you? Did you yeah. click together? Do they tend to just remain isolated and do their work and try to be one of the boys or do the girls actually try and bond together uh, everyone tries to bond together mm. like they do it's like having a second family up there um a lot of the girls do stick together mm. um but there's you get a lot of guys as well who take on a dad approach with you like they okay take you <laughs> their wing and it can be really good or you know you've got guys up there just like your brother and chicks that are just like your sister and you just become really close friends with yeah. some of them and sometimes it can be hard to make friends up there but um yeah, because you're all sort of thrust into a false um, community, aren't you? And you have to make that community work while you're up there. Yeah, and then, you you know, you've found a really good friend or something and then they end up getting moved to a different site. Yeah, or, or a different swing. They <laughs> don't like FIFO, so they leave. So it's a completely different lifestyle. Lifestyle, yeah. yeah. So now you're home and expecting, obviously, your first baby. That's very exciting yes. for you. And uh, what's the adjustment like? Has it been difficult? I know you've been focusing on, on Fembers and getting the business up and running. But um, in other respects, is it difficult being back home in City it's Street? It's not difficult <laughs> at all. I love it. Loving I, it. <laughs> I have a very supportive partner. He could see how much pressure I was under with working and doing all the firefighter medical side of things. Because I was basically in two job roles up north and then one job role while I was back home. And, you know, being there to support him as well. So yeah. too um, much. He just said, just let it let it. Let FIFO go, focus on your business and yeah. try to get, you know, get myself pregnant before um before I lose my chances of having a, yeah. having a child. Not that so. that's likely. You're looking fabulous. You're <laughs> <laughs> a young bird. Still got lots of juice in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It has been, yeah, really hard. There was a lot of arguments there because I'm like, I don't want to let that all go yet. I've worked too hard. Like, but, but look at you now. Yeah. Now you can really focus on the business. So yeah. um, 
I'm delighted that you are home. I'm so happy for you that you're expecting your first baby and that FEMBIS directory is um, going to be doing it for you. So all of the very, very best of luck. I can't thank you enough, um, Rebecca Bennett, for being on Coffee with Caro today. Really appreciate your time and for sharing so authentically your story with us. Thank you very much on being with Coffee with Caro. No worries. Thank you.